Yes, it's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use from Courage for, well, Wednesday, November 29th, with your host, me, Ray, if it's taxable, it's negotiable, and, well, the kid that's shocked and collapsed on a daily basis, Zach, how are you today, handsome? (laughs) I'm doing great, man. Honestly, it's not just us talking about being shocked at the collapse and the changing tides in the auto industry. Cox Automotive came out with an article just about 20 minutes ago. It literally talks about all the things that we've been talking about. So that's an industry publication. Let's jump right into it. We led with a different story yesterday, although we spent some time talking about used car prices. For the third week in a row, we saw 1.5% declines at the wholesale auto auctions. And Justin on our team put together an incredible guide back on caredge.com, breaking down all the various pieces of information that Black Book puts out there. One thing we didn't talk about yesterday, Dad, is this. Yeah. You can actually see the decline happening in real time. The gray <laughs> yes. line is yes. week over week price changes from Black Book. The blue line is 2019. So maybe your like most recent normal, not COVID impacted year. Look at the declines in prices that we're seeing. So folks, earlier this year, wholesale prices were up almost 10% from where they started at the beginning of the year. And now they're trending to be down 10% from where we started at the beginning of the year. That's like a 15 to 20% change in wholesale vehicle values. Dad, we're going to look at a few examples here in a second, but the market has flipped, man, like entirely flipped. New cars, we'll leave that aside today, but used car prices are falling precipitously. Um, well, I, I, I let me put it this way. The market is, well, similar to Simone Biles. Nobody can do a flip quite like Simone Biles can do. So apparently, apparently the used car market is headed for the Olympics in Paris this mm-hmm. summer. And perhaps then, then it will really, uh, you know, the values have gone. We are in what I would tentatively call a correction. Uh, we have been at wholesale values that for the past three years really were not sustainable. At least we thought they were not sustainable. In our collective opinions, we thought they were not sustainable. Yes, there's a shortage of quality used cars. Yes, there had been a shortage of new cars, which helped to drive the values of the used cars up. But We now have new car inventory building up. Used cars are still somewhat in a short supply, but there seems to be a correction in in the values of them in that they are declining at a much more rapid pace than they historically do uh, this time of year. Can Can I add some context here? I Ray Shevska, love context. All right, so Justin looked at it, Dad. The current day's supply of inventory, how many days it would take a dealer to sell their in-inventory uh, used vehicles based on current sales rates is at a five-year high. Blackbook data shows it's at a five-year high. Context, we haven't seen used cars selling at slower rates than they currently are in the past five years. You yes. jump over to LinkedIn, Dad. There are all sorts of people in the industry. Here's a gentleman named Bill. I don't know Bill. I just saw this post on my LinkedIn. And he analyzed the past eight years worth of black book data debt, the last eight years. The two labeled bars reflect last week's decline and the week with the greatest decline in the last eight years. Dad, Bill plotted this all out. We have never seen 
uh, uh, declines like we've seen in the past eight years of black book data. So when we look at this and we talk about correction and we try and put this into some historical context, we have never seen, never is a strong word, we have not seen in the past five years a slower sales rate than what we're currently seeing with used cars. And in the past eight years, we haven't seen as large week over week declines as we have last week and then this week. That's some context, man. Um, that indicates that, that, you know, some sense of normalcy is returning to the wholesale market as to what dealers are willing to pay for these vehicles. And there can be any number of contributing factors. Interest rates, higher than they've been, okay? So affordability for people to get into these used cars. Uh, they're not nearly as affordable as they used to be. Uh, interest rates for floor plan for the used car dealers that don't have the cash to pay for their cars and they have to finance those cars. The cost of financing those cars has gone up dramatically. Um, the number of people in the market has dropped dramatically. So there's there's three things right there that say, um, well, we just can't afford to spend what we have been spending for these used cars. Uh, so we we have to cut back the cost on these cars. And you see, I mean, you just, people get mad at me because, you know, I, I say, well, that's a huge decline in values in a week. Well, they are. Typically, used cars lose on the wholesale level about a half a percentage point a week. Okay. So, in a month, in a month, they go down maybe 2%. In a month. Okay. They don't go down 3% in two weeks. They don't go down, in some cases, five, six, seven percent in two to three weeks. These are huge, volatile movements in the wholesale prices of vehicles. If the stock market was doing things like this, we'd be in panic mode, okay? Um, this, these are huge numbers. And, and, and yeah, well, yeah, but they went up 50%. Okay, yeah, they did. But they're coming down. I mean, it's like it's like the positive news that they're going down in value never outweighs the negative news. Well, they went up 50% in value. What do you what do you want them to continue to just go up 50% in value so you can bitch and moan some more? These, this is moving in the right direction, folks. And I don't know why it's so hard for some people to grasp that. Um, you know, uh, uh, what? You want me to be? You're doing great. great. You're doing great. I, I just I want to you said something about interest rates that I want to pull that up. And then I want to do an example for a used car. I also want to mention to everyone. Yes, this is good news. Yes, we are seeing it both on the new car and the used car side. I see tons of questions in the chat. We won't be able to get to all of them. Please go to caredge.com. Use the free guides, the various resources, and the tools. It's not just us saying it, Dad. Cox Automotive is the big conglomerate in the automotive space. They supply most all of the dealer software, a lot of the consumer brands. KBB is owned by Cox. Auto Trader is owned by Cox, et cetera. A commentary piece was just published this morning. 
Yeah. Trade winds are shifting in the auto business. They talk about all the same stuff that you and I discuss. And the thing that stood out to me, Dad, was this section right here. Impact of interest rates on the car business. Cox Automotive reports that new vehicle inventories were up 62% versus last year at the beginning of November. This, coupled with higher floor plan rates, has created downward financial pressure. One domestic dealer re uh, reported that his inventory holding expense had grown from $49,000 in 2022 to $670,000 in 2023, a 13x increase. Vehicles are turning slower. The cost of carrying them is much higher. And I'm hearing about dealers turning down their monthly vehicle allocations and unthinkable behavior 12 months ago. Not only new cars, folks, used cars just as well. I know plenty of dealers are still clamoring to get back to pre-pandemic used car inventory levels, but it's hard to justify when you're paying still a boatload of money to buy them at the auction, and then they're falling in value week over week, 2-3%. The example I posted just yesterday, Dad, over on Twitter, X, whatever the hell you want to call it, doesn't really matter. To me, I went on our car search. I just found a used car for sale. Here's a Chevy Tahoe, a 2022 high country rear-wheel drive Chevy Tahoe, 25,000 miles on it. This dealer's asking $71,000 for it. Well, if you look at the Black Book data, Dad, they suggest that this that full-size SUVs have lost nearly 6.5% of their value at the dealer auctions over the past 40 days. That means this thing's probably actually worth $66,000. Every day that this sits on their lot and they're playing, paying floor plan, they're losing money. They're mm -hmm. absolutely losing money. They haven't lowered the price yet, but they're going to have to, don't you think? Well, <laughs> you know, just because they overpaid for it doesn't mean the customer has to. Um, you know, just because they own it for too much doesn't mean that that's what, what the vehicle's worth on a retail level. Uh, I can equate it to the dealer the same way you would equate it to a customer who has a trade-in. And, and let's say, let's say whatever the trade-in is, it's worth $10,000, but the customer owes $15,000. Well, the customer says, well, I owe $15,000. I'm not going to take any less than $15,000 for it. Yeah, but, but it's really only worth ten. Yeah, but I owe 15. Okay, so Mr. Customer, let me ask you a question. If you only owed 5000 would the value of your vehicle then be $5,000? Or would it still be the $10,000 that it's actually worth? The same holds true for, for dealers who purchased vehicles or traded vehicles 50, 60 days ago, okay? You can't look at the customer that wants to buy it and say, well, it's worth X because I paid X for it. It's worth whatever the market is today, not the day you bought it. So if the value has gone down, guess what else has to go down? How much you expect to get for it. So you just, it's, the reality is that what you own something for doesn't necessarily correlate to what it is worth. So that's what makes what's happening right now so so damning for the industry. That's that's the unfortunate thing, right? We've been operating here. Let's pull back up this this image from uh, from Bill over on LinkedIn. So again, he plotted the past eight years worth of Black Book Weekly updates, folks. 
look at the past. The volatility was much less, much yes. less. Used cars didn't appreciate until the beginning of the COVID pandemic, beginning of 2020. They went down, they went up, they went down, they went up. And you can even see last year, folks, you can see the big declines last year, especially towards the end of the year, right? Yes. But look how volatile it is right now. We, truly, we have never seen larger declines in values week over week. And we've obviously never seen uh, this type of increase week over week. So, Dad, your your rationale, what you're describing right now, there's this kind of traditional approach to how you run a business and how you operate a car dealership. Well, if we paid this much for it, we got to make at least a thousand dollars gross profit on the front end. No, you when don't. in reality, when in reality, yeah. every day that you're holding that, when the market is as volatile as it currently is, again, historical declines in value, it might make more sense to just get rid of it at cost or even below cost because next week it's going to be worth three percent less. There's a there's a reason that Group One Automotive wrote down their wholesale used car inventory by a billion dollars recently, because it's worth a billion dollars less than when they originally got it. Okay, and that's the reality of the situation, and that's how you have to approach it as a dealer. This is going to sound terrible, and I don't know that I mean it the way it's about to come out. But as a so dealer, think about it. Think about it, and, and in your opinion, say in your opinion, in your opinion. As a dealer, in <laughs> my opinion, you can't be as stupid as customers have been when you when you hold to what you think the value of your vehicle is. If a if a customer's vehicle is worth ten thousand and they owe fifteen, it doesn't mean it's worth fifteen because they owe fifteen. If, if the vehicle you're selling, you paid $70,000 for, and it's only worth $60,000 today, just because you paid 70 doesn't mean you're entitled to get that 70 okay? It just means you paid too much. That's what it means. Okay? And, you, and you have to just, you have to look at the reality of the situation, whether you are a customer or whether you are the dealer. You know, it, this is not the first time in the history where values have dropped and and dealers find themselves underwater in their used car inventories as, as to uh, what the value of it is based on what they bought it for. It's, it's, it's not an uncommon occurrence. What has been an uncommon occurrence is when dealers refuse to accept that as the reality. If, if they pay any attention at all to what is going on at the wholesale auctions, and I would hope that dealer principals are paying attention to that, then they know that right now they're in a bad position on anything they bought 50, 60 days ago, 70 days ago, whatever the hell it is. It, hell, in some cases, they're in a bad position on stuff they bought 20 days ago. Yeah. Because the declines have been so drastic and so dramatic, so the, I, I'd say that the importance—the importance of turning inventory—has never been more important. Because literally, if you hold a car for two weeks, the value could drop five percent. Versus if you can just turn it, turn it, turn it, yes. turn it, turn it, turn it, meaning sell it more. Like that feels even more important today than it did years ago, months ago. Inventory management is the key to a successful dealership. And sometimes, sometimes you have to adjust your inventory asking prices on a daily basis if, if the volatility in the market is that great. So, you know, you can't, 
traditionally you can't say, okay, let's go 20 days and see where we're at. Ooh, uh, well, maybe we should lower the price a couple hundred bucks. And 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 think of, you know, we, we have a 60-day aging policy. Well, today, a 60-day aging policy could cost you millions of dollars. So that the minute you buy whatever it is that you've bought at the auction and you bring it back to your dealership and you and you recondition it and do whatever it is that you're going to do to it. Rather than have a 60-day term policy on that car, maybe you have to be of the mindset, I've got 20 days to get rid of this car before I could take a bath. So, so price it appropriately so that you can get rid of it in a hurry and turn your inventory much more quickly rather than hoping against hope that suddenly um, that that albatross, that anchor that you have is is, is suddenly going to go up in value like a rocket is pulling it out of the deep ocean. It's not going to happen. Give so, away with words, Dad. Uh, not really. Um, but but the point is, it all boils down to inventory management, and and and. Uh, Igor can address this. It starts with the owner. It starts with the dealer principal. If the dealer principal is asleep at the wheel when it comes to paying attention to what's going on at the auction, then his used car manager is going to be asleep at the wheel. And if 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 the dealer principal doesn't start communicating that we need to turn the stuff quicker than we ever have. Well, then they're just gonna they're just gonna fall back into what they know is, and they're gonna wait, and it's gonna cost them even more money. Um, it, you know, it's not that difficult. All right, pops. I want to pull up a comment here because I think it's important. What does this mean? This is from Wes. What does this mean for trade-in values? Are they plummeting? Let's do the test, man. We did it yesterday, and it, and it showed Carvana was still offering a ton of money for for vehicles. Let's look right now, Dad. I'm going to take this little sticker off. We are still wrapping up our Black Friday promotion. It ends end of day tomorrow, so please go take a look at that back at CarEdge.com. 2019 Volkswagen Beetle dead. Carvana says this thing has lost $2,362 in value in the past month. Carvana thinks it's a $25,570 vehicle. You already know, gang, CarEdge.com slash sell. Go for it. Was that a, yes, that's a convertible. Okay. Yep. So we're in, we're about to hit December. The worst time of the year to be selling a convertible. So, so what do you think? Do you think the value of this is going to be significantly right. higher or lower than what I Carvana think, I think that I think the value of that is probably eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars. It's a convertible. We'll have to do two examples here on today's show. Let's see, folks. Again, Carvana's offer on this went down nearly twenty five hundred bucks to twenty five thousand five hundred and seventy dollars. I'm plugging it in to CarEdge.com slash sell to see what the cash offers are from the network. Drum roll, please! Wow, what do I know? I don't know anything. Twenty seven thousand nine hundred dollars from CarGurus. Twenty seven thousand dollars from CarMax, and this is in New York, folks, of all places. Given the pending, so look at that, Dad. So to I, answer the question from Wes, are trade-in values plummeting? I I guess not. I guess not. Well, well, you know, you you did it for New York and and CarMax and CarGurus. CarGurus, I think, use utilizes local dealers in that yes. area. CarMax, as we know, is national, so they're thinking to themselves: if we buy it, we ship it to Florida, 
or we ship it to Arizona, or we ship it to California. You know, the areas where convertibles would still be popular this time of year. For anybody else, I'll just, I'll be as blunt as I can be. You're out of your freaking minds, okay? <laughs> you really are. It's the, we're about to approach the dead of winter, especially in New York State, okay? You're talking about New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, um, Vermont, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's flipping cold, <laughs> okay? Who in their right mind, other than Nanook of the North, is riding around in a convertible with the top down this time of year? It's just, you know, it is not a Santa mobile, for goodness sake. So, Moral of the story is used, you you know, are trading values plummeting? Probably. The Black Book, Black Book's one of the primary drivers of trading values in the auto industry that dealers use. Use the sell network, use our free tools yeah. to get some leverage in that or just sell it outright. You don't always have to trade it in. That's a perfect example that there's no, it doesn't make any sense why the car guru, why car gurus would pay nearly 28 grand for that when CarMax is at 27 and Carvana is at 25. Like, but take advantage of it. Someone's maybe they haven't updated their algorithm fast enough that, and, and as consumers, we can take advantage of that. Well, yeah, um, it, it, it very well can be. And I know um, that it is difficult to, to update your algorithm as, as quickly as the market is adjusting because we see it on our end. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you know, Nobody, nobody plans for this dramatic of a of a decline in values and this dramatic of a volatility, and and so, yeah, uh, you know, I don't know who in their right mind would be paying twenty seven eight or twenty seven nine for that convertible this time of year. But, but apparently yeah. they're out there, you know. Yeah, take yeah. advantage of it. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's jump back to the chat, Pops. MK here with us. After patiently waiting two plus years, today is the day to test drive a new car. Yeah, the timing is great. We've been waiting years. Yes. I mean, last year at the end of the year, we talked about it being a good time to buy a car, relatively speaking. It was. Honestly, this year is shaping up to be awesome, especially with subvented APR financing rates from the automakers, things like that. It's it's a good time to be buying a car. I I, I don't know. I don't need a car, but I'm, I'm even I'm thinking about it just a little bit. I'm thinking about it just a little bit. You only have one parking space, and the other and parking you just reminded me. Yeah, yeah, and the other parking areas filled with dead rats. So you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? You don't need another car at this point. <laughs> From Dave in Canada, my Ram dealer is absolutely jam packed with trucks and cars. Probably three hundred and fifty. No room for a customer to even park. I saw four trucks from twenty twenty two brand. New dad, I we talk about it all the freaking time. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram dealers. I don't know how they do it, man. I don't know how Stellantis Stellantis is going to afford to get through this winter. Like their stuff just isn't selling. You want to hear the worst part? My guess is that there's no longer incentives from Stellantis on the twenty twos. Okay, um, you you know maybe they did. A, a inventory payout for whatever remaining 22s they had a while ago. I, you know, Alda used to do that at the end of uh, at the end of model years when stuff was just sitting. They would say, 
we're just going to pay you X amount of dollars. Like on the A8s, it was like 20 grand, you know, and, and that's it. We're done. There's no more incentives on those moving forward. You adjust your pricing to get rid of them. Um, but yeah, at a certain point, the manufacturers stop their incentives on vehicles that are, well, two model years old. Um, yeah. So yeah, good luck with, uh, with those, um, 2022s that you've been sitting on waiting for some moron to come in and go, I just got to have that. Justice with a great point. If, if the 2022 is still sitting there, the dealer is probably not willing to negotiate. That's why it's still there. It makes sense. Of course. Makes yeah. sense. Well, it doesn't yeah, make sense. If you, well, that's makes the sense. point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, it that, doesn't make sense and it does. Yes. And, and that, and that, when you see that as a manufacturer, you have to be thinking to yourself, how did we ever approve this guy to be a dealer? How did we allow him to buy one of our franchises and become a franchise dealer? Um, because he's not showing the requisite wherewithal to <laughs> understand market conditions, cost of, of sale, and all. I, I mean, just. You got to be thinking to yourself, oh my God, we lowered our standards way too much. Yeah. To let an operator in who wants to sit on a truck for two years. Yeah, how do you do that? I mean, you know, and, and, and I guarantee, I mean, I just know from experience that, that vehicles that sit around a long time, they don't get moved a lot. They don't get driven a lot. What they do get is lot rot, uh, flat spots and tires. So if you've got this Ram pickup truck you've been sitting on at the dealership for 18 months, 20 months, um, well, guess what? When you do find somebody that's going to be willing to buy it and they go take it for a test drive and you, thump, 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 you know, and, and they go, oh, yeah, well, yeah, well, we got to replace the tires. Okay, you know, that's another 1200 bucks you got to invest in this vehicle. It is it makes so much more sense to turn them quickly. You know, if you turn them quickly, there's there's less opportunity for lot damage, for lot rot, for flat spots on tires, for um, mice and rats to nest and enjoy the wiring harnesses. There is just so many reasons why, as a dealer, you want to turn this stuff as quickly as possible. Not yep. Not whole, it's you know these are we we said it in some of the videos we did these summers uh, this summer some of these dealers are looking at it like well these are collections these are collectibles they're not they are the furthest thing from collectibles but but they were collectibles for about twelve to eighteen months and now reality is you know coming back to life and. Cars don't appreciate in value. They they become they are cost centers to begin with for the deal. So so you know what? There were a lot of people operating and running dealerships looking around saying, "What the hell? These are collectibles. Let's hold on to them and sell them at the auction a month from now. We'll make even more money." You have to be able to pivot. You have to be able to uh, you know uh, uh, turn on a dime here. The market has entirely flipped, and the industry truly is waking uh -huh. up to this. I mean, many people are aware of it, but we see it in even the industry publications. Everyone is saying, holy, holy cow, like what happened here? How did it change that quickly? Um, all right, we've got from Randy here, pops a thoughtful contribution. Ray, I hate to burst your bubble. Yeah. And I must mention we met Randy when we did yes, the Car Edge sales yes. event. So I want to give a shout out to Randy there. I'm still driving my 2017 Mustang GT premium convertible with the top down heated seats and the heat. 
in the vehicle make it possible. There you go. Yeah, well, Randy, thank you so much for the contribution. I would suggest that instead of contributing, uh, next time go out and buy a nice little uh, blanket you can put over your lap as well. <laughs> I know when when we had dinner at um, at what was the name of the place? Bourbon. Oh, we went to Bourbon Steak. Yeah, I took yeah, and and they they sat us outside. This was in D.C. just a few weeks ago, and it was chilly as could be outside. They had heaters going on and everything. But they were kind enough to bring us really nice plush blankets that we could wrap ourselves in. And uh, they did ask us to make sure that we didn't get any steak sauce or anything on any of the blankets when we ate. But so, yeah, I, yeah, you can. You, you wrap yourself up in a nice parka, a nice lap blanket. You turn the heat on, the heated seats. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I get it. But But Randy, just between you and me. You are one of the few, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Tops, I want to pull up. We had a thoughtful contribution here from Taker saying, going to charge my $450,000 Rolls Royce EV at Walmart. More power to you, Taker. If that's where you want yeah. to charge it, that's where you want to yeah, No, I think, I think that's, you know, and take it, make sure it's free. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, so here's the deal, folks. I want to do a um, uh, want to make everyone aware of one resource every day this week. Today is going to be the services tab. You go to CarEdge.com. As far as I'm aware, we are the only company out in the world that offers these services: the concierge, so we do it for you; the consult, so you can meet with our team one on one and get dedicated one on one time with a professional car buyer who can help you navigate your car deal. CarEdge data, all the insights you need to make an informed purchase. And CarEdge Coach, our one-stop uh, one shop. You've got a, a CarEdge Coach in your pocket, those professional car buyers, former salespeople, sales managers, F&I managers on our team, ready to help you at every stage of the car buying process. So today's you know, promotion is go check out the services tab on CarEdge.com and let us help you if you're going to be purchasing a vehicle here at the end of the year. This is what we do day in and day out. Super proud of what we have to offer. Well, you 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 know not not to uh, not to compliment you, but you have done a a really nice job of putting together a team and a staff that are truly committed to trying to help um, make it easier for people to uh, to get a better deal. Uh, so, look at this, Dad. We've got some promotion from a community member named Justice. Yeah. Consult with the coaches are the best deal. You can talk to one of uh, one on one with an amazing coach. They're the best. Justice handles most all of our consultation calls. Thank you, <laughs> Justice. So um, there you go. Yeah, great uh, reviews from the person who does them. We we appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and you know, and the truth of the matter is that every one of the coaches is is really um, talented in what they do. Um, they really understand. The market, the advice they give is good advice. Um, you know, they they work more car deals than most sales managers at busy dealerships work. Okay, um, you know, they are they have their fingers, their hands on hundreds of car deals every month, and some maybe thousands every month. So they have a real good idea as to what's going on in the market. Um, much better idea than what I have. Um, because, you know, I'm, I, let's face it, you know, I, I show up here for a half an hour. I, I you know, I, I shout, I scream, I rant. Um, I ain't working deals. <laughs> you are. <laughs> 
Yeah, you got the nice gig, man. Anyway, we're proud to have what we offer. Go check it out, CarEdge.com. We'll be back tomorrow. Yes. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. I'm sure we have... There's so much more that we didn't even cover today, but oh we got we to guess yes. the script. There's, tune in tomorrow. There's so much to cover. We'll be back then. Pops, enjoy your Wednesday afternoon. I'm having a fun morning over here. I hope you're having a fun day. Stay warm. Uh, I will. I, I have a uh, Auto Insiders... Uh, um, um, uh, what am I doing? Interview? Recording that I'm doing this afternoon with a gentleman who who spent uh, 30 some years in the service side of things. Um, so that'll be an interesting conversation so we can get uh, his uh, perspective on what it's like to deal with people when, let's face it, when they come in, they're not happy because usually something's wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to listen to that one, get a little perspective on the service side of things. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Yes. So there you have, I'm looking forward to that. I have that at four o'clock this afternoon. And uh, yeah, other than that, I, I'm thinking of, of building a fire in the middle of my apartment. Um, what? Don't do that. <laughs> Why? Just because I don't have a fireplace? <laughs> All right, folks, we'll be back tomorrow. Love you, pups. I love you too, handsome. Thank you for today. <laughs>